Hey, AfterBuzzers, if you're listening to this, you obviously already like podcasts, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that you like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts now on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now, as well as other shows that AfterBuzz TV does on all your favorite TV shows. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode, you can download them when you have the internet to listen to them when you don't, and you can share what you're listening to with all your friends. All you got to do is go to the Spotify app and search AfterBuzz TV followed by whatever TV show you love because we cover over 150 different series a week here. You can even browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Make sure you follow this show because you never want to miss another episode of AfterBuzz TV. Welcome back, folks. We're here for the Real Housewives of Potomac After Show, Season 4, Episode 3, Hot Mike, we're talking crazy. Katie is back. We're talking Michael getting too loose at his party and all that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, party people? Welcome back. I just love that music so much. I know. It is so great to be back, you guys. Um, we're here to talk hot mic tonight. I am your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it with my without my amazing girls. Welcome, Alexis. Hey, everybody. And this <laughs> wonderful Lauren. Hi, I'm wonderful Lauren, guys. Hey, guys. How are you doing in the chat? What's up? Hey, what's up? All right, so overview. How are you guys feeling about this episode? I thought this episode was okay. It was a little bit slow, but I feel like we're gearing towards something that's about to build up, like what happened at the end. I feel like it's going to blow up on the next episode, so I'm excited to see that happen. Yeah, retweet all that. I think that a lot of seeds were planted in this episode, and everything's going to bloom, blossom, and all the terror will start. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we've been getting these clips of Michael at this party, even from last episode, so it was sort of frustrating, I will say, to sit through all the kind of here and there, and then the party is like the last few minutes. But that means that next episode will be coming in strong. Yes. Um, All right. So let's talk about, let's go light first and then end up with the drama at the end. So let's start off with Monique and Chris and the kids, and they're so cute. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It seems like Chris is ready for baby number four, and she's like still pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think she's going to let it happen or no? I think she is. He's just such a traditional family man. I think he really wants her to be the stay-at-home mom and just have a whole bunch of babies and take care of him. And she's been kind of letting him do that so far. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had baby number four. But let's see her have baby number three first. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Let her get unpregnant first. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Chris is going to get what he wants. I have no doubt. There will be no snipping. I don't see Chris going for that. I will be no. very surprised if he's down with that. So... The inevitable will happen. That will be a fourth baby. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, yeah, Chris is definitely not getting snipped. I don't think that he's that type of guy. But I do feel like Monique is really committed to her. I don't think she wants to be that stay-at-home wife. So I do yeah. feel like baby number four is going to cause a little bit of 
extra turmoil because she's always like, oh, I'm so tired and I can't see doing four. And she really, I think she is kind of done, but. True. But you know how it is. Well, I've never had a baby, but I'm assuming when you're pregnant, (laughs) you get to that point where you're like, oh, I don't want to ever do this again. But then you end up having other kids. So maybe she's just tired. Right. No, I agree with you. I think she is tired. But then I just remember even before she was pregnant, she was trying, she was going so hard with her business. Mm -hmm. And he seemed to like not really be that into that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, you know, um, as Lauren mentioned, I think that's a seed that's planted now that will come to fruition later on in the next season. So we'll see what's going on. But they were super cute. Yes. Um, And I love their kids. Their kids are always adorable on screen and so comfortable. So Mm -hmm. I love seeing them and their kids. Melania is so cute. Her hair is always, I love that she always has her natural hairstyle. She Mm -hmm. always looks so cute. I know. She's adorable. She's a model. I don't know if you guys see her Instagram. I follow her. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) She's super cute. She's she's an Instagram model baby edition. So I like her. (laughs) She's cute. I will have to follow her as well because she is super, super, super cute. Um, Let's move on to Candace and Chris. Mm -hmm. And they're opening their wedding gifts. And uh, it's so interesting because all that money on their wedding, $200,000. And, um, yeah, like. They're not even going to West Virginia. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> Is West Virginia a place you really want to go, though? Well, I'm just like... saying they're not going anywhere at all for mm-hmm. a honeymoon yeah. at any place. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not even going to the, the Marriott that's in town. Like, they're not doing anything. They must have used all of their honeymoon fun on invitations or a bigger cake or something. I can't imagine her mom not giving her money to go on a honeymoon. So they must have told her, look, if you want to invite 50 more people, that means no more honeymoon. And at the time, she was probably like, yes, big wedding. And now the wedding's over and she's regretting it. That's what I think. I don't think they're really regretting it. I think I think they probably were prompted in the interview, in the confessional, like, what do you think about the honeymoon? I think that they had enough. That wedding was a... An extravaganza. I think mm-hmm. they're fulfilled, especially Chris. I don't think he's like, I want to go on a honeymoon. If anything, it's Candace talking about it for like a minute. And then she's going to go on to the next thing. So I think they'll be fine. I would want to go on a honeymoon, though. Yeah, I would want to go on a honeymoon. But then I kind of would want my husband to like pay for something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's the thing. I mean, I get that the mother or the bride's family traditionally pays, pays for the wedding. But usually your husband coordinates the honeymoon situation. So it's like, okay, you know, and even if you're low on funds, we could go someplace, we could go to Florida or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think a honeymoon would have been nice. And I think, you know, and eventually, I guess maybe they'll take a vacation together. I don't know. Maybe, but now they're talking about they want to get a new house and they want to actually pay for it themselves. So I don't know what their money is like. I know that her mom has been taking care of her all this time. So what is that going to really mean? Like, are they going to be able to afford a big house like where they're living in on their own and do a honeymoon? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, houses are expensive. So I kind of feel like... They want to do it on their own, but I don't know if Candace is going to stick to that. I mean, I don't know. She's, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think that Chris, personally, I think he, as a man, if he doesn't already and hasn't expressed that already, he wants to do it on his own. He just strikes me as that type. I know he's, he, I think the reason he hasn't stepped in is because it's so sensitive with their relationship as mother and daughter, but I think that he will be fine living in a smaller house. I think it's all, like, what Candace wants. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually... 
I think Chris can easily provide a nice house for them with whatever he has. It won't be as extravagant as maybe she's used to, mm-hmm. but I think they'd be fine. They just have to scale down for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a big change for how she normally has had her lifestyle. So is she going to be okay with that? Is yeah, that's the thing. I don't think, do yeah, like I think Chris is cool. Like I don't need, he, I think he'll be okay if they get a condo. But I think that her needs are going to be so much that she, eventually she is going to be like, okay, well, can you help us with the down payment? Mm-hmm. Can you help us, you know? I, mean, I don't think so. I think the mom is going to try to insert herself before Candace goes to her. Well, we will see. We will see. I think I, I definitely yeah. see the mom saying like, "Well, how's that going? Oh, that's what y'all gonna do?" Or just ask me. Like her mom is definitely gonna be that in her ear. Yeah, I yeah. think because I think, so. I think her mom kind of uses it as a way to control her. She definitely. knows as long as I'm paying for this and I'm paying for that, I can have say so in her life. And I think that's why they want to move out. But at the same time. Candace isn't gonna go downgrade her lifestyle, something that right. she's been exactly known to have her whole life. Exactly. That's sort of what I think too. I mean, I think that her mother is totally controlling and definitely uses money as a grip on her for sure, but she's sort of like addicted to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like even when she was talking to Katie later in the episode, like, what? You're an only child? Like, I don't want to share my mama's money with nobody. Mm-hmm. So I think um I think the idea of doing it on your own is great. The struggle of doing it on your own, I don't know if she's ready for it. You and know? I would think she would have to get some sort of job. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. That would help. Because like I said, I mean, Chris, what, he, what owns restaurants, right? Like he does that. How much is that really paying without an extra income? Yeah, and restaurants are challenging anyway, mm-hmm. I think, to run even when you have money. Because, you know, look at Michael and Ashley. Their restaurant mm-hmm. almost went under. Right. And he has loot. So it's definitely, um, I think, you know, I think Chris could probably support them in a nice middle class type fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of is Candace gonna go for it or not? So right. we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see on her. Um, Robin and Juan. We didn't really see too much of them this episode, aside from the house stuff. Yes, we. But, well, but yeah. Exactly. I am very concerned though about that whole housing situation. We haven't really had the best luck with money, so I don't know if investing all of that money in that house was really the smartest decision. Especially looking at the house four months later, it looks like they have a lot of work to do. So I'm a little concerned. I'm concerned that Jose is the only contractor in there. Where's Jose's team? Mm-hmm. Like, they just didn't want to be on camera. Like, are y'all just not in a day? Or they can only afford to pay Jose, and that's exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm concerned. One that she mentioned, like their 10k over budget, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, wow, are you serious? And then, how are you 10,000 over budget? Ain't nothing in the house. Like, right. what did you spend the money? Where are you at? Like, what mm-hmm. are you spending it on? The work hasn't been done. They're gone. Like eight months as opposed to four or five months and they don't look like anywhere she said it was cosmetic mm-hmm. but that's a lot of cosmetology yes. like a lot there's no toilet in the bathroom like that's a little bit more than cosmetic to me <laughs> you gotta <laughs> need a toilet in the bathroom so, well hopefully on the up and up side trying to be positive here mm-hmm. believing in Robin and her mom 
the plumbing is probably done. That's probably what she meant. You never know what kind of plumbing issues they ran into, electrical issues. So maybe those issues are fixed and it is just like, you know, appliance, like putting the appliances in, painting and the floors. I don't know. I'm not really concerned. I mean, it sucks. It is what it is, I guess is mm-hmm. how I feel about it. It is what it is. I feel like a lot of people, when they go into flipping homes, they think it's a lot easier than it is. And right. it's actually really hard and it's a lot of work, especially for your first home yes. in that market, especially. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think they'll be fine. They're definitely going to not probably break even which kind of sucks which but sucks. they may sell maybe they can sell it for more than it's worth i just feel like it was such a weird like time right now to do it when you just got out of situations with money i feel like they probably should have took some years to kind of just be a little bit more steady and not have any issues but to finally get some money coming in and then go and spend it on flipping a house that was a huge risk so i hope they can work everything out because well we're saying they but it seems like juan has no hands in this house at all it's probably robin's Uh you know potomac real housewife of potomac check probably uh right that's why juan is like y'all better figure it out Mm y'all better do that so that is kind of the only positive to that is maybe this won't be a contention for their relationship now Mm -hmm. because it's like it's on you type of thing like juan was just like i don't know it's on you. I mean, he was like that, but then he also said that it's like 60K at stake or whatever that she has in there. So I definitely feel like given their history before and what she, you know, and it, and it's kind of like it was sort of her fault where they lost the money to begin with before. I think that if she loses 60K, it's going to be an issue. I mean, it he's working. Will. She still has her, you know, Real Housewives of Potomac check, so they're not going to be on skid row or anything. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like you know, they're counting their pennies. They're looking at it. Yeah, yeah it was, but it's her pennies, not his. They're not married this time either, guys. Like, very if it, true. If it, Robin's name is probably on that. And Robin's mama, not Juan. That's why Juan's like, man, he's cringing because he's concerned because, you know, we we people. But, uh, but that's kind of on you. But they still 50-50, <laughs> though. And if he looking like, yo, where's your half? And she like, oh, I spent it on the house. Now it's like, okay, well, what we going to do now, Robin? You know, like, I feel like it's still, if it doesn't work out, it's still going to end up falling back on Juan, and it may cause some type of, you know, controversy. Exactly. A little bit of tension, but I mean, as long as he, you know, lets her stay in the house and he don't kick her out, then I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) He needs her her 50% of everything. I don't know, he got that head coach salary, that D1 head coach salary, so... I think he'll be all right. We'll see. Yeah, so that'll be that'll, crossed. I know exactly. That's the thing. I'm surprised because I don't. I can't really tell sort of what her true experience is in real estate and if she's really. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it doesn't look horrible or anything, but it's not like they have so much extra money where it's like okay, sixty k can just be out there kicking it for mm-hmm. an extended amount of time. So that's. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some reasonable concern there, but mm-hmm. um, you know. Like yeah. If they can get over her, you know, with the money the first time with, you know, the hundred thousands, the millions, I think they'll be able to get over sixty. It sucks, but I think Robin and Juan can get through sixty mm-hmm. if they could get over how much she lost the first time. But hopefully she learns her lessons, makes smarter investments. And hopefully it's a big sale. You know, it still could turn out good while we be in all negative. <laughs> I'm not. That's y'all. I believe in I mean, her. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's eight months and they don't have a toilet. So right. it's like, it's uh-huh. not even, you know, so it's not, so that's really the concern. Right. It's really how they played it on the show. You and know it's probably things that she's thinking in the back of her mind, like, oh my gosh, how's it going to be if this doesn't work out? You know, these are the things you have to think about too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And Joseph I mean, Boza in the chat, he said that he's concerned that Robin is doing this, flipping the house as a way to keep Juan, and he wants out of that house. Hmm. 
I'm like, y'all think, always think Robin try to keep. Yeah, she always got to do <laughs> I feel these like everybody to giving Juan the hard, them the hardest time. I just, don't understand how her flipping houses is going to keep Juan around. If anything, I would think it could possibly make him leave if it doesn't work out. Yeah, if she lose that 60k and she can't pay her half of the rent more than a few months, he's going to be giving her the side eye. I want y'all <laughs> to think that Juan is there because he wants to be there. Y'all, oh, I think right, Robin is right, trying to right. trap Juan. I want to know if anybody thinks, so you all, it sounds like you both think that their, their rent, I want to say maybe mortgage, whatever they have, you're saying that Robin and Juan are 50-50 every month. That's what y'all assume. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. Um, I I don't know what each of them are making. Maybe one is paying for everything. Maybe I don't think 80, he's paying 20. for everything. I don't. I mean, I think that they're definitely entering into it now as a partnership. I think back in the day when he was pro baller or right. whatever, mm-hmm. and he was like doing everything. But I think now she's really the one who's been kind of building them back up. He has this new job. So I definitely feel like they're in a partnership at least. Like I'm not saying she's like, oh, okay, I'm splitting half the mortgage or I'm paying the light, you paying the Mm -hmm. cable. I don't think it's like that. But I definitely feel like they're commingling their money and really trying to build something together. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're partnering like that for sure. They're helping each other out more so than like really needing each other. Like they, I'm sure that if they went their separate ways, they would still be living well. But I think right now if they're together, they're splitting everything because it's just helpful when they're trying to build their lives back up. Tell us what you think in the chat, guys. Yeah, well, what do you think, Lauren? I think I'm minding my business. I'm trying to pay my own rent. I don't know. (laughs) I I I wish I had a a one to help me pay my rent, I mean... Very true. Shoot, I just might... But, um... (laughs) No, I mean, I honestly never really thought about it. That's why I was, like, trying to... I never thought about what they were doing because it's always just been her story of like when I lost the money so I never even thought what are they doing now Mm -hmm. I don't know I gotta put some more thought to that hopefully I I feel like he's probably contributing a little bit more because he is a D1 head coach now so that's pretty substantial money but Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing it's clearly kind of working for him so keep it up guys yeah and we wish him the best we love them yeah I I love them too and then and they did seem kind of cool together this episode mm-hmm. there wasn't any sort of like drama between them it was just really focusing on their financial situation so that part was actually really interesting and we want to see we want to see robin succeed so you know good luck with your real estate girl for real for real um okay so before we move on alexis has a special commercial for you guys yes yeah, so before we move on to the next topic we just want to give a huge Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love what we do. We love watching all of our crazy shows and talking about them with you all. And we cannot do it without your help. So if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. And participate in the live chat because we are reading them. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And no matter what, please continue to watch and join with us every Sunday. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Ooh. And watch all the shows here on After Buzz because we love you guys yes. and we make it all possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. Um, okay, so what was interesting about Karen and Ray? And they were going to buy tombstones, which was, like, so mm-hmm. touching and, um, you know, kind of sad, really, to know what she went through with her parents and specifically with her father. Um, but what was interesting as well is that 
her father is only two years older than Ray. So that I can imagine. Me. I did not know that. What? Y'all were shocked? Y'all thought they were the same age? No, I knew he no, was I mean, a I knew lot was older, older her, but, but two years younger than your father? Like, wow. That's a lot older. Yeah, you know, and 46 is quite a while ago. So. He's 73. Ray will be 73 this year if he hasn't already turned 73. That's the math. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's funny because basically um, we need to do the math, but it, it seems like Karen and Ashley are pretty much in the same position, really, you know, and this is what Ashley has to, you know, hopefully she one day can be kind of come a grand dame. Their age gap, I think, <laughs> is a little bigger, like probably 20-something years. How old is Karen? She's probably like um, in her 50s. She just had a birthday, guys, like the second last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, What was she, 55? Okay. 52? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But it's probably about 20 years. And yeah. then Ashley is like 30, and Mike is like 60-something? I don't think no, he's, he's 60. not in 60s. He's not 60, girl. I, I, <laughs> I believe Michael's 55. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might live 60. I guess they're like 25 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, All I know yeah. is he has kids that are younger than Ashley, which is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, so it's a similar, it's a similar age gap. So it's like Karen can't really give her the side eye because, you know, come on. She, um, you know, she has the same thing with Ray, really. I think that's why I remember, though, in season one, Karen was trying to, like, kind of take her under her wing because of those similarities. Mm-hmm. Like, I think their whole side eyes is, has nothing to do with, like, the age thing. It's just they're the two couples just don't get along. I don't mm-hmm. think it's even like, oh, your man is old because it's like my man is old. Right, no, I think, exactly, exactly. I don't I think, think it's they that just at all. don't yeah. like each other, like, on a, like, the women don't like each other in the couples. The men don't like each other in the mm-hmm. couples. Like, they're just... Oof, those those two couples well, are Michael beefing. Well, Michael only likes Juan. That's the only one he's ever checked. I want for. someone to love me the way Michael loves Juan. <laughs> yeah. Make it a t-shirt. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally agree with that. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I think uh, Michael gets along okay with, like, the Chris's. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But there's something about Ray that kind of like just bumps heads. And Michael is so messy, too. So mm-hmm. I think Michael is really kind of messy. And Ashley is very sort of confrontational or something with Karen a lot. So They're both messy. You could say it. They're all messy. <laughs> I think the issue started with Ray and Michael because Karen inserted Ray into it. I, can't, I think it was either season one or season two where Karen was like, well, I've had this this argument with Ashley, let me invite Ray out to address Michael about it. And it's like, why are you bringing your husband into your right. mess with the girl? Right. Did Michael and, get involved, though? Because that sounds like something Michael would do. Doesn't it? Probably. But Ray wasn't in it, so he she could have left Ray out of it. No, no, but. no. I don't, I don't think that. I feel like if... I, I don't know the specific situation you're talking about, but if someone's husband approaches someone's wife, I think as the wife, you should bring your husband. Because I'm not going to sit here and argue with a man. Mm-hmm. So if that's what it was, I get it. Because it just seems like Michael would probably be like, yeah, Karen. Like, you know, I don't know what the situation was, but I could see Michael being like, yeah, Karen, what about that? And then Karen just being like, hooray, come here, <laughs> handle him. But yeah. yeah, very true, very true. And I just remember Michael like really trying to pin Ray down about like where he lived <sighs> and on what house and why did you move there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he's trying to catch him in a lie or something. And it's like, Michael, just like whatever, have a drink, relax, like yeah. have a Corona. They can almost do Corona <laughs> Are commercials. Are they sponsored? Because you notice 
least Michael's hat, hat was a Corona too. today. They talked about they Coronas like the whole episode. I they drink a Corona every single episode. I think the last episode is probably the first time where they weren't drinking. It's not corona. even just the drinking though. They have like paraphernalia. Yeah. Like they have the right, shirts, exactly, the hats, exactly, like, exactly. They're sponsored, guys. Thank you. Literally, they say Corona like several times <laughs> during the episode. It's like you're not just drinking. It's like Corona. We're not drinking any other Mexican beer. We're drinking Corona, and that's it. Yes. So they were uh, they were kind of killing me with that. Um, so now, what did you guys think? Since we're talking about Ray and Karen, what did you think about uh, Giselle's kind of coming by Karen's place and trying to kind of? Well, I would say I'm glad that they're making strides and that they're um, you know trying to rebuild their relationship. But then Karen started it with shade by saging her when she came in. Like Karen, you should be saging yourself. You know I love Giselle. I'm always have her back. But you see, every time she was trying to use it, it kept yes. going out because yes. the sage was like, "Yo, I would need you to sage yourself first oh, before God. you try to sage anyone else." People, I know sage is becoming like hip and cool now. But when you sage your home, you're supposed to open up the doors and the windows because you're letting the spirits out right now those spirits are just doing laps around karen's coffee table Mm -hmm. because they're still in the house like she's like yeah i'm sage in the place like the windows weren't open because at the end of the day she wasn't truly doing it to sage her house she was doing it to be shady to be shady towards giselle exactly and and it's interesting because i think that Giselle is really somewhat at this point trying to make an effort Mm -hmm. and I get that she acted a full last season absolutely but it's like okay are you going to hold on to it all season like how long are you going to keep with this attitude if Mm -hmm. she's steadily coming at you trying to apologize and Karen was being shady too that's what I don't really understand about this whole dynamic with Giselle and Karen and I promise I'm not just doing this because I love Giselle but Karen did some really shady stuff to Giselle last season too so I feel like if Giselle being her foolish self was because of what Karen was already doing to her. So I don't understand why she's so, please be my friend, please be my friend. Because Karen wasn't really your friend to begin with. I love you, Giselle. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think Karen was her friend, but the issue I kind of have with it is, okay... Giselle kind of went really, really left with the whole the taxes issue and the T-shirt and all that other stuff, calling herself, trying to make a joke. That was trifling. But Karen also invited Sherman's ex-wife right, exactly. around or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like, so yeah, exactly. They did the tit-for-tat thing. So I don't understand why Karen feels so justified in just continuing to hang on to it. Like, yep. it's like, are you genuinely mad or you need a storyline? Like, what is going on? Why are you holding so tight to this sort of Giselle beef? Like, oh, I just can't trust you. I can't trust you. Okay. Right. Well, you let her in the house now. You ate her food. Like, you ate her cookies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just try to loosen up a little bit, I'm hoping. Yeah. I think it's a storyline. I think that these girls probably hang out, like, they've been hanging out during all, like, we haven't seen each other since the reunion. Like, no. They just, they're both two, like, shady queens. They're both petty. I think they're so, like, they're entertaining to watch, at least for me, both of them are. And I think that they both know that they wronged each other, but I do think if the shoe's on the other foot, I think Giselle would be holding it over Karen the same way, Mm -hmm. because they're alike. Right. So I don't expect Karen to be like, oh, take you and just like Giselle wouldn't be like I'll take you and they would just still be throwing those little shady digs so I think they're always still going to be have each other's back at the end of the day like if something really happened to the other one like at the reunion last year like Giselle Mm -hmm. how she comforted her I think Karen would have done the same thing so they just have like a kind of crazy slightly toxic but very good TV relationship I agree 
Right. It was interesting to see Giselle in therapy, though, like when she yeah. showed up without Sherman. And I do feel like her therapist kind of brought some things to um, to light for her because she does. She is quick to make a joke and she is quick to kind of, you know, cut somebody or whatever. And so she could be more compassionate for sure. So I do feel like that some of that is sort of motivating her change with Karen. But it's like that stuff with um, Sherman and his ex-wife was a big thing. Like, I feel like if she wanted to, she certainly could still be holding on to that. Mm -hmm. But she's letting Sherman go. And, you know, and she's trying to make amends with Karen and, you know, just do better with her friendships going forward, which I think is a cool thing. Um, What did you guys think about the advice that her, or the question that her therapist asked her, like, what happened? Like, where did all that love go that you had for Sherman, like, I don't know, two weeks ago? (laughs) I thought it was pretty telling that she said she wasn't sure. She didn't know if Sherman loved her. I was like, dang, girl, what you been doing? You know, I read something on Twitter the other day that with women, we mentally break up with guys before we physically leave. And I think, honestly, she's just been going through so much with Sherman that she probably has already removed herself from the relationship and from all of that before they actually broke up really yeah karen seemed to indicate with her little shadiness and her confessional that sherman was probably the one that's that left the relationship before letting giselle know um because you know i guess he was you know karen some out and about with another woman but i do think it's interesting that they were going to therapy like we're only on episode three and we started it off with they're going to therapy they're back together or whatever and I get that she's mad that he didn't go to the wedding but like all of a sudden she's like okay I'm done I'm good mm-hmm. and so yeah so it's either you weren't that invested in this you know um, in getting back together or you know or are you I don't know like I do agree with the therapist like what happened like mm-hmm. last week. There was feelings there. Now, all of a sudden, you not really hurt you straight. So yeah, I don't know. Some people are capable of, capable of that. Like I, that was relatable when he was talking. I'm like Giselle. Like when I'm done, I'm like, okay, next. Yeah. So some people, but that's probably not healthy. Um, but <laughs> in all situations, sometimes it's helpful, but sometimes it's probably not healthy. Especially if Giselle's, a, you know, they kind of showed all the guys. <laughs> I didn't realize she had a Herman and a Sherman. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> Herman was so I weird. Weird Sherman and then Kevin. Yes. Um. So eh, I guess it's kind of not healthy, but I I'm sure it has helped her a little bit in life too. So I don't know. I mean, I I feel like you know there could have been other things that we don't know about, and the wedding could have just been the straw that broke the camel's back. I I agree. I don't think it was just that. Mm -hmm. Like how Juan was like, oh yeah, give him a chance. It was just the one thing. Like I don't think Giselle would be putting herself out there, the Mm -hmm. relationship out there, and then letting that just be the last thing. Like yeah, because it's really not that deep to me. But like I said, it could not be deep to me because I don't know what else has been happening in their relationship. For her, that could have just been the tip of the iceberg for her. And that's what kind of yeah. sucks, too, about them, because we haven't really seen any like any of their relationships. So it kind of makes it hard for us to, like, empathize or even relate or, like, believe it mm-hmm. because we don't really know. Like, because how was their love? Like, from what we've seen, we haven't seen Sherman show anything that shows love towards her mm-hmm. or vice versa. We've only seen him, like, Sherman was probably on, like, six episodes, five episodes. If that. And it four. was really quick. <laughs> right. And they always clipped that yeah. one where they're in the park. <laughs> yeah. You love me. The then park, it's like, the that's the only clip they got, that's right? That's why I feel so with her fake. girls. Other than that, we never really saw him. Yeah, that same FaceTime with the girls. Mm-hmm. Like, those two scenes. Yeah. I'm like, we need more Sherman so we can believe this, believe the love, and root for you, Sherman, to come back. But yeah. 
Exactly, because it seems like this season, like, was it a real relationship? Because we never saw it, actually. Yeah. We just saw clips from last season, and she just came in strong, like, oh, we're back together. But he never, you know, he never showed up to film so mm-hmm. far. So it's um, so it is sort of, you know. Kind of storyline-esque. Exactly. Kind of. Can you more like? Yeah. (laughs) Another beautiful woman, Giselle. Like, can you get, let's, maybe, but you know what? Maybe she does have a real man in the cut and she just doesn't want to bring him onto this show with this drama because Giselle's like, she's great. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she has somebody like waiting in the cut and then she's just like, I'm just going to fill this air with Sherman and like have my real love over here. Y'all think that's true? I hope so. We didn't know about Sherman until a year into their relationship. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, Yeah. So That's she, true. it could have just. We don't know what's going on in their relationship, honestly. And now it makes more sense why he didn't want to go to the wedding. Maybe he's just somebody who just doesn't want to film or just doesn't want to be around this group of people. Exactly. I definitely thought, and especially after the whole prostitute stuff, mm-hmm. I was starting to feel like, okay, he doesn't really want to film, mm-hmm. which is one thing. Um, and you know, and I can definitely respect that. But uh, but yeah, like she does seem like she got over it so quick. So maybe, like you said, maybe they've been broke up, and then she's just playing it out for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Cuckoo Katie is back. Oh um, my gosh. Oh my gosh. She, and she, you know, she came in kind of, you know, with her Indian garb on. Oh. I love her. I love how crazy and goofy she is. She's always a character. I feel like she messed up her hair or something happened to her hair on the way there. And then she just had that little scarf in her car and was like, well, let me throw this on before I go on camera. Oh, yeah. I thought she looked crazy. <laughs> I know there's going to be some angry tweets about it being cultural appropriation. So I'm sure those are out there. Um, but you know what? That one probably was true. You know, those edge, you know, that top of that leave out was probably puffing. You know, she don't want to be black sometimes. So she I probably know, right? threw the scarf on. Exactly. It was probably a little drizzle outside. And you know how that drizzle hit the hair. It's make like, it frizzy. okay, Katie, it's okay. But yeah, she, if so, she could have tied a little bit better. Yeah, I was like, but why isn't it tied? It's Katie. It's her. So we <laughs> yeah, love it. Weird. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And it's so interesting because she is another one who's, um, isn't she living with the guy who's 27 and not paying any of the bills? Well, he's living with her, right? Right. Well, yeah, he's not paying anything because, yeah, so, yeah, he's living there because he doesn't pay any bills. And has more clothes than her. How are you going to come in my space taking up all my space Mm -hmm. and not pay anything? No, with my children in the house. She has, like, what, three kids? Three kids, yeah. I just don't get how you go from only dating a bunch of rich guys to some 27-year-old living in your house for free. Like, oh, Russell Simmons, 27-year-old. I understand. <laughs> because she's rich. You see that a lot yeah. with, like, people who come from money. Because it doesn't matter. Like, I guess. she's like, I'm going to be rich anyway. So I'm so rich. I, oh, I'm going to go through this phase of dating young, hot guys. And now I'm going to go back to the... Like, she has nothing else to do. Like, she's yeah. she's literally a socialite for a living. Mm-hmm. So why not try something new? Why not... I know, and but she does seem a little bitter when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but interesting, and and I'm kind of glad to see her back because I don't know she was she was a little off. She added a little bit of um, a little bit of fun and crazy to, mm-hmm. to the girl. So Giselle agrees to invite her to um, Ashley and Michael's party, which uh, you know. So let's sort of I guess we'll end things with talking about Michael and Ashley, oh. and. Uh, <laughs> You know, and they're planning this party. Well, they start off planning a party for our Uncle Rodney um, or Uncle Lump or Lumpy or whatever. And uh, he's two years 
um, in remission from leukemia, Yay. which is totally beautiful. And it's interesting, I think, in this episode to see how Michael is finally trying to halfway uh, be cool with her family again. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like when she hugged her mom, it was like, that was a shocker. Yeah. For sure. So that was good to see. I was glad. And I really, like her mom was kind of, she's trying to be cute this season. Yes. Looking good. Go ahead. So. But you know, I wonder, and I, forgive me if they did bring this up and I just don't remember, but are they like this now because her mom actually did end up leaving the boyfriend or are they just deciding to kind of put that to the side? I don't think they've really talked about that since yeah, they started this yeah. season. Not this season. They haven't brought it up as far as the boyfriend goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we don't really know that either. I it's, doubt that she left the boyfriend. I feel like Ashley would have opened up the season with that. You know, <laughs> like, because that's such, yeah. Yeah, that's such yeah. a weight on her. I think she, hopefully she has, though. I mm-hmm. hope she has, but yeah. I don't think so. But moving out of that huge house into a smaller house, like, in, you know, I'm sure that has helped. Right. That Michael doesn't have to pay, what was it like? It was something like 3000 a month or something. Yeah. More than that, mm-hmm. probably, because he was also giving her, like, a stipend for living mm-hmm. expenses. So that's helped. And I guess just the miscarriage that, you know, yeah. a loss will bring people together. So Very true. It was beautiful to see them hug. I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a surprise. Um, how are you guys feeling? Because, uh, you know, this kind of came up. When Ashley uh, had her luncheon with Candace, how are you all feeling about Ashley's drinking? Like, it seems like everybody is <laughs> writing her about her coronas and her shots and her drinking shots and stuff. Do you guys feel like she's drinking a little bit too much since she's trying to get pregnant? I don't. I just feel like don't go around saying, "Oh, I can't do this, 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 this," or "I can't get pregnant," and then go and do it. Yeah. Like she was literally talking about, "Oh, I can't drink tap water." But you're drinking Coronas. <laughs> like, are you? Do you really? Are you really thinking about that? Do you really care that much about it? If you're still doing it, so if you're gonna still do it, maybe not bring up that you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. No one like Candace wouldn't have anything to say if you didn't tell her. Like, I'm not drinking though. As I corona. chug my Corona. You know what I'm saying? So she's bringing it on herself, but I don't know the actual logistics to that. I'm, well, clearly it worked out. Whatever she did, because she's pregnant now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think she it, she does seem to be drinking a lot in these episodes, and it's interesting because she was the one who started all that stuff with Monique last season about Monique drinking and mm-hmm. drinking too much or whatever. And, yeah, so we all know that she's pregnant, so it didn't stop her from getting pregnant. But she certainly has, you know, at least these first few episodes in, she's definitely hitting the bottle pretty, you know, pretty, pretty hard. So. It's pretty on brand for Ashley. Like, she's always... Mm-hmm. Got yeah. that corona, so it's mm-hmm. nothing new. It's just that now, like you said, she's pointing it out to people. Yeah. Like, girl, stop talking about it. We know you drink every day, like multiple times <laughs> with every meal, and it's okay. It's who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, I haven't drunk in two weeks. Like, wow, girl, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. So, so we get to the big party. And, you know, that's kind of how they close the episode. And and we see, um, so Robin comes without uh, Juan or whatever. And we see Michael just mm-hmm. also drinking, dressed like Fresh Prince. Oh, my gosh. He's so goofy. And <laughs> and flirting with all the men. Do you feel like <laughs> Not all Michael men. is a little too friendly? Like, who is that guy that he was like, ooh, you know, you've been working out. And it's like, he has an Maybe interesting. that person in production that ends up reporting him yeah for the butt grab because he's like i thought that was gonna feel like jello like okay i know exactly. i feel violated dang michael exactly like what were you feeling on michael like ooh. ever since that season where they went on the girls trip 
and he surprised her in the gay club and we were like okay did he surprise her in the gay club or did they run into him in the gay club because I felt like a lot of men they're they're gonna come surprise their wife but they're not gonna come surprise her at a gay club they're gonna wait till she gets home or they're gonna meet her somewhere else because they're just not gonna be in a gay club so ever since then it's kind of been like okay does he like men? Does he swing that way? And now he's giving compliments to men at the bar when he's drunk. So, exactly. this might be the answer that everybody's already been wondering. Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you feel about uh, Candace meeting Katie and Katie being like so crazy negative about marriage and Candace like just got married? Like that seems sort of rude to be like, well, I would told you just don't do it. And it's like, I literally got married four days ago. Yeah, it was rude, but it was Katie. Like I, mm-hmm. but you know, I could see if Candace took it wrong because that's her first time meeting Katie, mm-hmm. and we haven't met Katie, but we have on camera, right. so we know that she doesn't mean it maliciously. That's just who she is. But mm-hmm. I could see like how you would be offended if you've never met this person. That's the first thing they say to you, mm-hmm. and your husband's right there. It was just more so awkward than like yeah. anything. And, I'm, and I think Candace took it as like, okay, like mm-hmm. let's. That was weird, and then they bonded yeah. over being like. Mm-hmm. You know, Spoil- trust fund babies. Thank you. Spoil- <laughs> spoiled children. Exactly. Yeah. Because I feel like at first she was just like, oh, yeah, this is what we doing. And then when it was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm spending. So, so um, Katie, is she making money off of hair bundles? Is that what she was saying? Like it was hair something. So she's selling weave. Does anybody know? <laughs> oh, I think she was saying, because Katie used to be a model. And right. she said she just got a check in the mail for $35,000 for like, you know, when you do a print ad and like when they take it off the shelves oh, or whatever. Okay, like okay, basically okay. like when okay. you do a commercial, you get yeah, paid yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. But I guess her mom okay. took it from her. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Why'd you tell your mama, Katie? Exactly. It was hair something. I was like, is she selling weed? Like, that would be great. But, um, yeah, so that it was nice to kind of see her kind of pull it together with, with Candace or whatever. So, so we ended kind of with this footage from Robin showing clips of them, like, drunk. And she says, you know, Michael makes this kind of crazy comment. And, you know, so it's like, and Michael even says himself, like, oh, I hope my mic wasn't on. Yeah. Like, dang. I think he definitely said what Robin said he said, but I just want to know who he was talking about because he kept bringing up Juan. So was he talking about Juan or was he talking about the guy at the bar or was he talking about some other random? But either way, there's somebody out there who he wants to, you know, do that with. Uh, probably all of them. Um, he's probably he's probably talking about the guy at the bar that he had been talking to. Yeah, that he and probably was telling Robin. Maybe I don't know, but he. I'm sure she. He's already told Robin some things while drunk about her husband or her ex about Juan, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Well, he'll never happen." So I'm just gonna look. Like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, that. Um, all right. So that's kind of how we close the episode. So let's move on to our special segment. Let's do some tweets in the house, right quick. <laughs> okay. So this is. T sweet 80 Tony love six figures spent on a wedding and no honeymoon hashtags real housewives of Potomac. (laughs) Go Candace and Chris. I just know whenever I get married, a majority of the budget is going more to the honeymoon than it is to the wedding. Yeah. Or at least I do want to do a honeymoon. Yeah. Um, And this is at Ms. Meadow. The all the he loves me not flowers are going to Michael's boyfriend Ash. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> that was a diss earlier in the episode. All How right. does that not have a million retweets? That's I know, hilarious. right? Candace is doing the absolute most with this husband that can't afford a honeymoon. Ooh. Oh. Ah, poor Chris. Poor Chris. Y'all okay. be playing Chris. I think he can afford a honeymoon. It's probably not the honeymoon in the Maldives that Candace wants, but he can afford something. He could go to Disney World or some. Okay, I wouldn't you let... You shady too. Free <laughs> uh, Chris. I am. I wouldn't let Robin flip my pancakes, let alone a house. I knew you were going to uh, pick that one. I Jacob, saw that one. you are rude. Okay. I saw that one and laughed that, out loud. Jacob Garner. All of the girls said that Robin is a good cook, so don't do her, Jacob. <laughs> yes. Jacob, she can flip my pancakes for sure. Not, not, not my, my property. My <laughs> Thank you. She can flip my pancakes all day, girl. We got you. We got you. Uh, okay. Um, do you guys have shadiest moments, perhaps? Hmm. You wanna go? Oh, oh she's adjusting like to the song. beat. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. My shadiest moment has to be Karen saging Giselle before she walked in. That was just super duper shady and just so unnecessary. Alright, well my shadiest moment since you said that is when Giselle said to the confessional, but does she sage her wig stuff? <laughs> Does she sage her wigs though? Great she question, should. Giselle. You know what? Karen's wigs have gotten so they've much gotten better. better so she though. maybe she did stage them from last season. So across the board, that's what I love. Like I love the flashbacks of season one on any Housewives franchise because yeah. it's just like growth. Like everybody just looks yeah. so much better. Uh-huh. So exactly. Much um, my it's probably wasn't the shadiest, but it was my funniest shadiest moment for myself was when <laughs> Robin walked in and Michael was like, "Where's Juan?" Like that whole like segment. Like he's like, uh, "Well, I like you too, but like, where's Juan?" Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Michael's a shade queen and it's so like people so just don't sure. like talk about it. Like Michael is rude AF and yeah. everybody just brushes over it all the time. So yeah. Exactly. That goes to Michael. Exactly. Yeah. And then there was one more shady moment by Giselle in that same cut with Karen. She's like, you don't live in this house. You live in a piece of this house. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, that was basement. one of them too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Poor Karen. But that is weird. Like why are you only showing me two rooms? Two rooms because Giselle is trifling. But uh, <laughs> maybe she only lives in three rooms. I don't know. But um, all right, I think Giselle is winning for the shadiest chick this oh, episode. Yes. This episode, this yes, season. this exactly so far know. this season. Yeah. All right, you guys. Before we get out of here, Lauren has some news and gossip for us. And before that After news and gossip. I just love that part. Before that news and gossip, I did want to shout out Joseph Boza because he is going off in these comments. He's so opinionated about he's like Kenya like Giselle's pulling a Kenya. Like he's just been going off. So I wanted to shout you out, Joseph, hey, as well. Joseph. Hey shout Joey. Out. I totally agree with you. I feel like it is a mystery man that she paid to be her boyfriend. But go ahead. Um and Jay, Brittany Means, all you guys in the chat, we love you. Thank and you. then for news and gossip, I don't know if you guys saw. I have a few things. Actually, because you know, Wendy Williams is back. How you doing? But so I don't know if you guys saw first Giselle went on Wendy last week. And then after that, Robin, I mean, not Robin, Karen went on. So, of course, they're taking digs at each other the entire time. Karen said that Giselle needed a neck lift and a facelift. So that was also shady news that I wanted to throw out. And then this weekend, um, the Real Housewives of Potomac joined Candy and celebrated with her. There were so many cute pictures. 
colors. It was dungeon-esque inspired. It was very sexy. Monique looked pretty snatched. Karen looked pretty snatched, too. Like you mm-hmm. said, the weaves were better. Yeah. I think she stopped cool. by somebody in Atlanta. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Potomac weebologists just aren't there. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was a fun party as well. And I wish I was invited. And I feel a way that you didn't invite me, Candy. They were also at the opening of NeNe's new swag boutique that she just opened in D.C. So yeah. we also nice. saw them there. So congrats to NeNe. And shout out to all the girls who went to go support her. Yeah, I feel like Potomac and Atlanta are very supportive of each other. And I yeah. appreciate that. Black Definitely. girl magic. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. All right, you guys. Rapid fire. Let's do some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Lauren, take it away. I feel like um, Ashley and Candace are like that whole meeting. I think we glossed over that, but that that is such a pageant girl meeting. Like that just felt like pageant girl prelims, like everything about it. They don't like each other. I don't know what it is. Yeah. They have this like, I feel like we should like each other. Like they have their pageant faces on, but they're definitely going to beef. It's coming soon. If not next episode, like episode seven, they're going to be fighting. And um, I also think that Katie and Candace may get along really well or either really not well. I think Giselle and Karen are going to keep being petty. And I think we're going to keep seeing like snippets of Monique's life because we've only gotten like a minute of her every episode so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Come on, Alexis. We only have a second. So just I, one prediction. Okay. Yeah. My <laughs> one prediction is that Katie's going to flip the group upside down. It's going to be a lot of arguments because she's back. Okay, yeah, I believe, I agree with Alexis. I think Katie is going to be the new Marlo, and she's just going to be on every week. <laughs> I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, thank you so much for checking us out. So, Lauren, where can they find you? Hey, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Out Loud. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Lexi Fierce. Cool beans. All right, you guys, you can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in Door Edwards. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight, and see you next week, same time, same place. Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.